0: All right, we want to welcome you guys back to the channel. This is Stern's Tech Talk, Uh, just two brothers on a mission to bring you some of the latest tech news, rumors, and product releases. And I don't know if we'll do this every episode, but um, this time I actually want to start off with a question. And then kind of come back to it at the end of the show. Uh, The question is, is um, I kind of feel like there are too many models in Apple's portfolio. Uh, This was kind of um, sourced from The Verge, an article on there. And pretty much, which redundant model would you remove from Apple's lineup? So definitely something for uh, you Mm -hmm. listeners out there to think about. And um, kind of just think about that throughout the show. And we will... uh, We'll make a roundabout and come back to that. So, Cool. Um, first off, the uh, Pixel 7 and 7 Pro recently came out, and now there's news of another model expected to come, but it's not the 7a, and it's not even the 8 series. The internal name for the Pixel 7 was P10. For the 7 Pro, it was C10. There still remains another code name floating around titled the G10. Uh, according to an article from 95 Google, also sourced from uh, Notebook Check, this G10 model brings on the connotation that it could be an upcoming Pixel 7 Ultra. Hmm. It specs out a display from BOE that runs 120 Hertz with a 3120 by 1440 resolution, uh, which clearly implies that it will not be an A series. Um, but it still yeah. keeps with that 10th-gen code name preceding any Pixel 8 models. So um, I'm I'm kind of excited, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, because if what we've seen from the uh, Pixel is any indication that this phone is just going to be, like, astounding. I mean, all the specs that we've had on the camera, the display, um, you know, the AI capabilities that Google has brought to this Pixel phone, um, if they're considering making an Ultra, I mean i don't even know what to expect i mean with um apple's ultra to to be i i'm kind of like okay speculation speculation yeah yeah, but at least with google i already know that they have a standard they've already brought onto the table a whole bunch of stuff and um It'll be interesting to see um, what's coming on. You moment. know,
0: yeah, it's it's crazy to think about that because we've already seen, you know, the 11 Pro, the 12 Pro, the 13 Pro, the 14 Pro. They all have this amazing, you know, standard for camera quality videos. Right. And, yeah. you know, w- when when you say Ultra, it's like, it's hard to imagine it getting better, right? But then mm-hmm. when you bring along the 7 Pro and you look at it and you're thinking, wow, can it actually get better? Um so, I mean, not much more was stated in the article um, on this elusive model. Uh, there's no rumored release date. But, um, I mean, we'll definitely keep you up to date related to this high-end phone. It's just hard to imagine it being stronger than the capabilities we've seen on the Premiere 7 Pro. So.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like they're they're saying we can go higher than what what we're doing now. And it's like, really? You can? All right, let's see it. I mean, because cause with Google, I actually have you know, some faith in them. <laughs> Apple not so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's crazy to think about that, um, considering that we are predominantly Apple users. Um yeah. nevertheless we're not blinded to all of their imperfections. Um not to say yes. that Google or Samsung or whoever doesn't have theirs. Oh yeah. But it's just it's it's on a different level, I would say. There there's it's definitely the old comparing apples and oranges for sure. So
1: yeah, absolutely. And uh on that note of Apple, um uh, we've got some information from 9 to 5 Mac about Apple pushing their new MacBook Pro and Mac Mini uh to 2023. Um that
0: was a really good article. Yes, yes, because I actually it was actually um previously rumored that it might there might have be been an event in November. Um and then I believe it was Mark Gurman that came out and said, "No, I highly doubt that would be the case. I don't see Apple doing another event um yeah. after you know October because we had September, we had October. Yeah. So um, to see, to hear that they're actually probably thinking about doing it in twenty twenty three, that does not surprise me at all. The interesting part though is, um, was there anything specific about that article, like a date or even a month?
1: Um, like when it's being released?
0: Yeah, I mean, all I heard was twenty twenty three when I when I saw that article earlier this week.
1: Um, sources say that it's speculated to possibly be in um March. Okay, so I mean, it's still close from what it is now, but the, the reason because- why
0: yeah, the reason why I bring that up is because I'm also thinking about the ARVR headset event. So that's why I ask because oh, are they okay. going could they are they going to combine that? because there are minor iterations of the newer Macs uh, with the MacBook and the Mac Mini. Yeah. Would it be small enough to just combine it with the AR VR headset? But I believe we're still on that timeline of January for that event.
1: I would say so, just because. I mean, I don't expect there to be this like big major change in the MacBook or the Mac Mini, to be honest. So if it if it is gonna be like but it, do- changes-
0: it doesn't actually say, it doesn't actually say what the event is going to be. It does it say it's gonna be an event or a press release?
1: It doesn't say. I mean, I would assume it'd be probably i mean if they were going to do it with a press release and decided to push it out later it's probably going to still be a press release but i mean i don't that's know that's what are. i'm
0: thinking just because yeah. of the updates yeah okay again so there's not a whole it, lot it, to it so that's just a bummer for me because um between the macbook the mac mini and the AR VR headset stupid as it sounds i'm still excited about the mac mini <laughs> you know it's so dumb because there's nothing like it's, it's still gonna be a Mac Mini, but i I want more ports. It's just I mini. was I was gonna USPC say you ports. want those
1: Thunderbolts, <laughs> yeah. I, I yes, honestly, that's, that's, that's the exactly one thing hiding. where uh, I think Apple really loses me is with their MacBooks. Their their Mac lineup in general It's just they don't have a lot of ports, and I think people like you for example wanting those extra ones is just it's needed for sure because you have to, i mean the, you need yeah. to have to have like other extensions other you know multi ports to connect into that so yeah i understand that for yeah sure. i mean the fact totally... that they brought
0: back the hdmi the magsafe and everything to their latest macbooks is is definitely great because it used to just yeah. be you know maybe one or two usb c so i, I feel I, i'm glad they're doing that um and i'm i'm thinking that they're going to follow that same you know path with the mac mini but Mm -hmm. we will find out when that comes around. But uh, moving on from multiple ports, we're going to transition over to camera sensors, um, specifically with Pixel. So the 7 Pro actually has another camera rival. The 7 Pro has been dethroned per a new DexoMark rating. Um, 147 was a score achieved by the Pixel 7 Pro and the Honor Magic 4 Ultimate. The hmm. Huawei Mate 50 Pro now holds 149, holding the highest score ever achieved by any manufacturer for oh, a man. mobile phone. So, to give you some to give you guys some context, so the Xiaomi 11 Ultra, iPhone 13 Pro and Pro Max scored 141, Huawei P50 Pro scored 143, and then the for, uh, iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max came in in third place behind said 7 Pro and Magic 4 with a score of 146. So this Mate 50 Pro is pretty crazy when you think about how they rate and score those camera results. So I guess so. the one thing to bear in mind though is that with the Mate 50 Pro, it's not necessarily a US friendly model uh, ever since the Huawei banned. Um, but for any of our international listeners, if you're looking for one of the best smartphones with high-class camera performance, uh, you definitely want to put the Mate 50 Pro on your list. So,
1: have, have you seen these lenses on the camera?
0: For the Mate 50 Pro?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's very different from how we It usually. is. Yeah, their
0: design is very different. That is... Um, uh, I'm not sure how much you follow Huawei, but... Um, not really a whole they lot. Have a, they have a different take on things for sure. Um, looks like it (laughs) but i don't i mean it's i'm not like a necessarily you know dislike what they have Um, i mean it's
1: literally like you could have apple would have done just two lenses right there but they put three lenses in the top like big black lens i guess it's not even a lens it's more like just a a blacked out part and then a lens in the bottom and then a flashlight like that's an interesting way of doing it to be honest (laughs) I like that. Actually. I mean,
0: it's it's all centered, really. So yeah, it's not like it's no, and it's... And, it, and it's it's symmetrical, in, unless you actually look at the lens shapes within, within inside the actual housing. Yeah, if you're like looking um, at it
1: very carefully, then obviously you're going to notice differences. But just looking at it face value, like that's pretty interesting because I've never and it I... has
0: a very subtle notch. Um, yes, honestly, one that I wouldn't even mind. Plus the fact that that screen is already big, it will you know. It'll have it has um, Android, so you know that a lot of those features aren't going to be changed just because one fruity company decides to force that upon you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, it really does speak volumes considering that the 7 Pro has resulted in some amazing photos, uh, especially from what I personally experienced. And then you see this happening, so just all of these rumors that we're getting um, having the 7 Pro Ultra. Mate 50 Pro has these amazing cameras. I mean, we are really pushing the bounds of mobile photography. We are. Um, it's it's pretty impressive to see how, how things are advancing.
1: Absolutely. And uh, on that note, we're going to move along here. Um, this is actually about YouTube. And normally, we don't talk about YouTube necessarily because there's not a whole lot of crazy stuff. Um, but I was actually scrolling on a, a video today, and I noticed the UI had changed. And uh, obviously, every... Every single month, pretty much, YouTube updates their UI in some fashion to make it look a lot more sleek, a lot more well-rounded, um, just to look different. Um, and this time, I noticed that the um, the major update for this one was their change in um, how it looks when you're watching a video, the comment section, the subscribe button, all that kind of stuff. And there's also this new feature called ambient mode, which basically, it's almost like a gradient. Um, you probably noticed it too, JD. Um... A gradient that kind of has the similar video colors in it, but it fades down through the uh, subscribe button and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and actually, it's fantastic. You like it?
0: I absolutely love it when it came out, and I saw just um, the ambient mode, the way they had they had outlined, you know, the likes, the share, the create, the comments. Everything just looks. It looks clean. Yeah. It has. I don't want to say a fun user interface, but it just, it looks pleasing smooth. to the eye. Yes. It's smooth. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing though, because I actually agree with you. I actually think that it is, it looks great and amazing, but apparently, and this is from um, a site called uh, Pionike Web, Web, IcaWeb, Web, I guess. <laughs> um, and okay. uh, they were saying that a lot of people are criticizing YouTube for it. They really don't like it. Really, and I was like, really, because I actually don't mind it at all. I really, I mean, I love it. There's always been some things that YouTube has done wrong, like take away the dislike button when they actually move the comment section from a different place to another. I kind of had some issues with that, but obviously I've adapted to it now, so it's not a huge issue. But I find it now that we're at this now that we're now that we're at this point in our um, in where YouTube stands in regards to updating the UI. I don't – personally, I don't see a problem with this at all, and yet people are kind of giving a lot of crud for um, YouTube doing it. Honestly,
0: so. yeah. I, I kind of felt like – I felt like it needed an update. I felt like the old yeah. user interface just was kind of bland. Um, are you talking maybe, about like for, Maybe, maybe – Sorry? Just just this previous one oh, okay. that they yeah, updated yeah. from. I mean, I, I just felt like it was – you know, it, it was out of kind of – it had just grown out of date in my opinion and maybe that's yeah. just because I was using it a lot and I got sick of it this looks i don't want to say phenomenal but it looks it's definitely oh, an yeah, update no. that I would I would appreciate um so i yeah. don't necessarily know why people don't like it it has pretty much come from any you look, click on a link or you go to another browser or whatever it is however you access youtube it, you're pretty much going to see that update, and I, I like it a lot. So, yeah, me too. But it's surprising to hear that people actually don't like it. I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me if like a handful of people, but it sounds like there's a good, good chunk of uh, consumers out there that are like, "No, I hate it."
1: Yeah, and there, it actually says the uh, the title says that uh, YouTube new UI with ambient mode leaves some users unimpressed. Actually, it's like okay I mean to each their own like obviously there's again like I said there were some things that I just disliked about YouTube in general for their updates and there's some things that I liked and this was one of them but uh, yeah and it even it is a disabled feature so if you guys out there if you don't like it you can disable it um, when you go into settings so there's that option for you
0: back I can't remember how long ago this was and I'm trying to see if I can actually find it there used to be an add-on And I think it was either on the... I think it was on the Chrome store. And it was called, like, YouTube Magic or something like that. Yeah, You could install it. And when you installed it, it gave you, like, this ambient mode that would surround the video. And that's actually what this reminds me of. I don't know if that's something they just finally decided to implement on their own. But when I saw it, I was like, you know what? I just... I kind of feel like I'm at home right now. And I don't know why. And I just realized, while we're on this show, surprisingly, um, why I... Welcomed that because it was something that I used to be accustomed to back in the day, mm-hmm. and eventually I can't remember why but i I decided to uninstall the add-on or it was something else came up but um yeah, so I don't know i I feel like it's a it's a great uh great addition so yeah, it is um I guess that's that's a good to know that they can disable it, but why they would i that's between them and youtube <laughs> pretty much <laughs> um but Moving back to Apple, um, the iPhone 15 has some more leaks, okay. And this time it implies that there will be less leaks. So, <laughs> technically speaking, it doesn't have any physical buttons for the iPhone 15s. Um, I believe they're going to mark it as the Pros and Ultra will we'll, won't have any physical buttons. Stay wow. With me. The new reports from Ming-Chi Kuo state that the next-gen iPhones will have a solid-state button, which will be accompanied by three Taptic engines, one for each button. Um, and we've seen this happen before, one back with the iPhone 7. Uh, yeah. used, they actually took away the physical button. They and It did. was just a Taptic one. And I feel like if you upgraded from the 6S to the 7, and without looking at the Keynote you probably would have never noticed the difference because when you pressed it, it actually felt like a button. It did, yeah, absolutely. Uh, same thing with the MacBooks. They had their trackpads, no longer had the physical buttons. I can't remember how long ago this was when they took those out, but it's been quite a few years, and it's it's all just Taptic engines that are giving you that feedback. Um, so for me, then the reason why I say this implies less leaks is because I feel like this is... it. Used, you would think that to take away physical buttons would improve the interior space, because solid state is, you know, yeah, there's less to do in there. But because they're adding three taptic engines, to me that just says that their goal is to make it even more of a higher IP rated uh, phone. Uh, even though technically you can't, yeah, there's, there's only okay. so much of a rating you can get from that. But yeah, I mean, there's just they're, we're oh, trying to make sure I that's as impenetrable as possible. I get the yes, leaks. less leaks. okay. I was I was wondering yes, like there what you the go. Heck? Sorry for you listeners okay. out there if you were tagging along. I'm sorry that
1: was uh. That was a long, drawn-out... I mean, it uh, makes sense now, but, yeah. It does, it does, yeah. So It yeah. is, it is. I'd, I'd never... What if, I mean, I knew Apple was going to do something like that eventually, but I didn't think it was going to be this soon. I mean, for, for them... Because, I mean, the thing is, is, I was expecting them to go portless in maybe a few years. Um, that is what I was going to say there, because there also oh, okay. have been additional rumors that suggest that USB-C
0: may not be here for a long time. Um, yeah. You know, we've heard this rumor in the past, but as the EU has enforced this policy on all manufacturers, USB-C is pretty much a temporary fix for their long-term goal. Okay, um, which is probably why Apple hung on to Lightning for so long because the only they only wanted to make one last change, and that would be to go portless. Well, now they have oh, to switch over okay. to another port. And that's kind of gotcha. what I'm thinking. And and we've had so many rumors of that saying that, you know, they're probably going to go portless, but they're waiting for the technology to advance. Because right now, I really don't believe in um, MagSafe transfers at all. I don't know how they're going to transfer data. No. I don't know what they're planning. I'm not sure if they're just going to completely rely on iCloud, which I really hope they don't do because wire transfer is going to be your fastest bet as far as big Absolutely. time you know video files and such so unless you got like the um, quickest internet in the world you're going to have a hard time doing Yeah that unless everyone thing. is going to get fiber I really don't see that yeah. happening <laughs> and even <laughs> real, then though. I don't I don't it, it it's still a bit of a wait time but yeah. um those are some that's a definitely interesting leak for for the next gen I will be interested to see if that actually goes through um but we're just we're just speculating from now based on
1: what uh good old uh I Ming mean, Chiquo has to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's uh that's pretty interesting again i never would have thought they would have done that kind of thing um but hey i mean i'm i'm kind of excited for it we'll see we'll see how that works and how they uh maybe they'll improve some of the interior uh, design and the uh the intel of it uh, moving on to, to another thing about apple nine to five mac here i'm talking about 60 hour battery life with apple watch ultra we had mentioned this um Actually when they released it and they said that eventually you were going to be able to get 60 hours on this thing. Um, It is now stated that um, right here on uh, 9to5Mac, I'm just quoting here, while Apple Watch Ultra gets 36 hours of battery life without low power mode, it can also take advantage of the feature. However, Apple said to get the full rated 60 r extended battery life for Apple Watch Ultra, an additional low power setting that reduces frequency of GPS and heart readings wouldn't be needed, which wasn't available at launch. So, uh, and then there's a whole bunch of information that tells you how to turn this stuff on. Um, there's, it's literally just turning off your GPS and heart rate readings. And this allows you to get that 60 hours of battery life. Um so that's at least that's good now they have that on there you're going to lose a bit of that you know optional stuff for like the gps and the heart rate stuff like i just mentioned um but at least it's in there now so you're going to get a lot more battery life Um, and i was actually hoping for this i don't have an apple watch at the moment um eventually going to get one hopefully but um i mean even i was like wow 60 hours that's great but now we have some good information on how we're going to be able to get that so i don't know how you feel about that uh, jd but i'm I'm down for that.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm, I've had, I've had some opinions lately and I'm not going to give them all to you because I still have about uh, two weeks left on my pixel experience. Um, I've got the seven pro the pixel watch and then also the pixel buds pro. Um, But I will say this, we need to find better ways to get longer battery life. And in this scenario, I kind of agree with what Apple's doing because um, I feel like there's a little bit of give and take there that I'm kind of like, eh. As far as the heart rate sensor, I couldn't give a rat's poo. Yeah, no, it's about, not a major thing.
1: Like, I do not Because care. Here,
0: here's the thing. If you... The, the Apple Watch Ultra is centered around those extremists. Yes. Just going out there and just experiencing life to... The fullest if that's how you want to define it um which is great the thing is is when you're out there if you're by yourself i don't think your first thought is oh what is my heart rate right now <laughs> it's true um, yeah i mean and here, here's the give and take part is is the gps and yeah. so i guess if you want to re-enable it and just like okay where should i go from here then that's it It should have your SOS stuff, you know, already enabled as well. So that shouldn't be a big big of a problem either. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just to keep track of time or something like that or just to, you know, elongate that battery life so you can turn it off at a later point to, you know, re-enable some of those settings you do want. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really all for it because at this point in time, it's really sad, but I have to... And I know this this is the first generation. I have to wear... My Apple Watch and my Pixel Watch at the same time. Wow! Because <laughs> the Pixel Watch battery is just it's 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 not good. Um,
1: Dang. Okay. It,
0: yeah, it's 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 it has some amazing features, and the biggest thing that that you've heard um, tech tubers and analysts talk about is the fact that it's constantly reading your heart rate, and that's the biggest thing that's drawing that battery down. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so. Uh, and also the fact that it is a small timepiece, battery isn't that big it's just it's they the were trying storm to go for, for something
1: unique i think was the problem i think they, unique, they yes. did it way longevity, too longevity no yeah. yes
0: they went they went way too far and honestly this watch is very we've we've talked about it in the past episodes it's very pleasing to the eye it's very yes, aesthetic absolutely it's I agree. amazing i still agree with opinion. that it's one of the best designs out there if if mm-hmm. you were to ask me um but with that being said it's it's something we've, we've figured out what are some things that Google needs to approve mm-hmm. on with this watch, with this first generation and battery life is just, they're going to hear it for sure. And I'm sure they already have. Um, but with that being said, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad they, we, 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 we heard this was going to happen in the, uh, event about having 60 hour battery life. Um, now we know kind of how they're going to dim down some of that, uh, um, juice usage. So, um, yeah. I'm sure a lot of those people will be looking forward to having that uh, feature, so that way they can just get a little bit more out of their watch.
1: For sure, and just coming off of that, um, I think it is good because I mean, what do you want more to for it to read your heart rate and your you know your GPS rating every single millisecond, or for you to be able to have in case of an emergency extra battery life? Me, yeah. personally, I'm going with extra battery life because you don't know what kind of you know problem or situation you're going to be in um, for those sixty hours, so yeah i just i think they they really did it it, they really did a good thing here um absolutely and it's kind of like yes you're gonna get lower accuracy on that gps reading i mean you've already got that l5 on the gps so it's already very accurate and it's way ahead of um all the other predecessors and you're already achieving that 36 hours yeah so i think losing a little bit of um hertz on that is not even a major deal at all um but, I mean, if you're that kind of person that, you know, has to have it every single second, it is it is an option. You can turn it off or on to get an extra battery. So, but, yeah, that's uh, that's what we got for 9 to 5 Mac.
0: Yep. Um, and then before we get back into the uh, first question that we started off with, we do have a couple deals. So, one of which is the Liberty 3 Pros by Anker. Uh, these are ANC buds. They're slashed by 41%. So, it was 170. Now, it's 100. Hmm. And um, then we also have the Power Beats Pro, which has the Apple H1 chip. That is also 40% off. Originally 250 is now 150. So um, obviously you guys will see those in the link in the description below. Um, Just wanted to throw those out there for you guys. I'm not sure how long those are gonna last, uh, but as of this recording, it is still active, so.
1: And then um, iRobot is offering their Roomba Vacuum and their uh, mops for up to forty-two percent off. So uh, you know, if you're thinking of getting something, I know it's it's pretty interesting there. I, I I'm sure. I, I guess it's because this year, I guess people are really wanting to get that stuff, and I think the the corporations are really hearing that. Like, okay, we'll give you this early, because I mean, you never know. Uh, I mean, if you're um, a guy that hasn't doesn't know exactly what to get your wife, I mean, there, here's an option. I can't afford it. But, yeah,
0: I mean, I, I I already own a Roomba. And yeah, he does. They're, they're they're phenomenal. Um, yeah. In case you haven't noticed, I own a lot of things that uh, that he doesn't own. So
1: yes, if it, it, it's fourteen, fifteen episodes now, this is the fifteenth one. If you guys have not noticed that by now, please just. I mean, it's there have been like hints everywhere. All right, he's ahead of me by like four dimensions. I mean, it's it's incredible. So. Yeah, but uh. that
0: being said, um, no, it, the we we love our iRobot, um, the Roomba. It's a really great uh, machine. Does a really good job. Haven't really had any complaints about it. So um, it's yeah. definitely one one of the vacuum cleaners out there that I, I recommend getting if uh, especially if you want to do it uh, where it's um, self automated. So yeah.
1: Um,
0: so. But with that being said, we will go back to the original question um, of this episode, um, which which. Re- which redundant model do you feel would be best removed from Apple's lineup? Um, the the article said there are too many iPads, too many yeah. iPhones, and too many Apple Watches. So I've got my marks for the uh, iPad and the iPhone. As far as the Apple Watch, I don't think I have one for that. No. I I think that that lineup right there and, and we've we've talked about this in the past uh, or at least we've we've mentioned it in passing is um we that that's a perfect lineup right there. You have yeah, the I watch agree. SC. You have the S series 8, and you have the Ultra. That's it. Technically you have the watch Nike, but I it's don't just even branded. know if it's branded it's not that. even Yeah, it's a it's brand. I don't even really think I I would consider that a model. But yeah, you you have your budget, your your
1: your mid-tier premium and then your pro. Yep. Yeah. So I'd agree with you right there. And I would also agree with the fact that like the iPads are like the number one thing that just keep getting redundant. We mentioned it last week about um the the new iPad, the base model, and how it's yep. very similar to the air in a lot of aspects and it's like they really need to get at least rid of one of those. I think I I just <sighs> It's just that we keep getting the same things over and over again, and and it's like we get minor updates on them just so that way they're keeping keeping ahead of the you know, whatever so they don't look old. And we've
0: mentioned this. We we've talked about how when Steve Jobs came back on with Apple, his main goal was to simplify the sales to give you four boxes, four models that you can work with, and then just keep it at that. Yep. Um, Pretty much. With this, it's just it's there's so much complexity to it. It almost makes it confusing for the consumer to figure out which one do I want. I mean, okay, you look at the mini, you're like, okay, that's small. Okay, I, I, I that one's not for me, or that one I can see using a lot because I like its, you know, compact size. Yeah. Absolutely. Pro users, obviously, you're gonna get a pro. That's that's great. Um, I think our biggest issue that you know, and this is, this is what we said, is the iPad and the iPad Air. Why keep both of those? They're so similar in design. The only thing that really changes dramatically is the performance because one has an M1 chip. So um, I can't say for sure which one I would 86, but that's... I'm
1: going to check this out right here because I'm curious about the revenue they received for the last year's iPad and then the Air. I'm going to check this out real quick because it's probably, and this is just my assumption, but it's probably the exact same. And I'm gonna, um, while you're
0: doing that, I'm going to check the iPad Air. I'm going to actually go through the comparison. Go for it. So if you want to look at this comparison, um, and actually I'm going to post this link in, in the description below because this is something you guys need to look at as a consumer um, if you guys are looking into iPads. Both 10.9 inches. Both have a 12-megapixel wide camera. They also have a 12-megapixel ultra-wide front camera. USB-C, 5G. Touch ID, up to 256 gigabytes, and the only differences that we'll look at, and these are three differences here, the base iPad has an A14 bionic chip. The iPad Air has an M1 chip. So there's your differences there. The base iPad works with a first-gen Apple Pencil, which is really stupid because I'm like, that's a technology that you could easily implement if you wanted to. The second, and then the uh, iPad Air, obviously, you can use a second-generation Apple Pencil if you want to. And on that note, why do they keep the first-generation Apple Pencil around for compatibility? It is one of the dumbest ways to charge an Apple Pencil.
1: It really is. My wife actually, <laughs> at first, it was like she liked it, and then it's, it's completely stupid. And it's also one of those things that Apple does all the time, and I really went on apple for this i think it was like episode two <laughs> or three i can't remember we did talk about this because yes. they were talking about releasing like the the black apple pencil or whatever yeah. and i was like yeah. i hated when and i'm actually glad they did this for the most part but i hated that they made it incompatible the the um the apple pencil one the first one they made it completely incompatible with every single one past like i think it was the ipad eight or the nine it's so that way you would be forced to get the Apple pencil too. Yeah. And it's like, why would you like, I understand why you do that for marketing, but for a personal consumer, it's really, really wrong.
0: There's just no other way to explain it. I mean you no. want to look at a, a, at a complex way, you know, a verb. I mean, it's just wrong is the way to say it because it is. And I mean, on that note, people have kind of expressed their distaste for how Apple has implemented charging for their magic mouse. But yeah. this is different. Yeah. Um, you, you use your Apple Pencil, I feel like, quite a lot, or some people probably would. And I think oh, your yeah. wife uses it quite a bit as well because she does, she does a she lot. She draws, of art. yes. Yes. So there's that. There's that aspect. And then you also flip it around, and the Magic Mouse has a longer battery life. Mm -hmm. plus you can charge it back up really quickly and i mean i'm sure maybe the apple pencil has some sort of speed to it but on on a scale of how much you're using it i just don't feel like it's worth it so in my opinion i i can't wait for the third generation pencil to to come out just so they can ditch the first it's ridiculous anyway i'm getting off my soapbox there you're good. Maybe not because we're still on talking about iPads. Um <laughs> but the last di- last difference between those two models is one works with the Magic Keyboard Folio, which is just their new keyboard. And then the other one works with their Magic Keyboard. <laughs> uh I think I think actually is that one also compatible with the Smart Keyboard Folio? I don't know because they have all these terminologies with it and I'm like can you just simplify it for me like what works best and what do I need because and like the names they- of them like we talked about last week it's like full doesn't even sound professional (laughs) no not really so i mean there's your comparison like i said i will post that in the uh in the description below but um you wanted to actually talk about the revenue
1: well see i've had a hard time so for last year when um the first quarter when apple released their ipad they made eight million in revenue i couldn't find anything about the ipad air i don't know if it's just because it's and maybe that says something maybe it's because i can't find anything about the ipad air and I could find a lot about the base iPad tells you which one people like more I don't know I mean yeah that could say, it's hard to say because Apple uh,
0: they they've it's been a while since they've constantly been open about their revenue um especially on certain products but Yeah. Yeah, so and and I mean to 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 sum it all up as far as the iPads go um, the base one starts at, like we said, four hundred and fifty, and then you have the air that starts at 600, which is really only a $150 difference. That's up to you as to whether or not you feel like it personally. I feel like if you're not looking at the specs, that base iPad is probably going to be your biggest seller because people just don't want to spend more.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: So that's kind of where I would sit at from just a, a consumer standpoint and saying, you know, people are not out there to be like oh how what's the what's the most i can spend on this because i just can't wait to get the latest and greatest yeah i mean for the for the average person all they're looking at is like okay what does this do what can i use it for you know is this something that i can just give to my kids and they can yeah. play games on it or something like that and really honestly when it comes down to apple's performance an a15 or a14 bionic chip is going to do just fine yeah it's i mean the yeah, m1 is crazy. insane
1: But it's not like you need it. Exactly. Yeah, the M1 is for a lot more um, capability, a lot more um, usage out of it, your workflow. A lot of things, uh, people use those types of things for business. For someone to give a kid an M1 chip, sure, if you want to do that, that's fine uh, if you can afford that. But, I mean, just something they can use. Or if you want to use, just to have an iPad in general. I don't know, like it's it's just the base thing i i really think and i, I this goes all the way back to what we we're talking about in terms of removing something it's like you want to remove do you want to remove something that has it, it's kind of like having an iphone base model then the then the plus then the pro then the pro max it's like you know you go from one to another and it's it, and it's it is confusing for the consumer and yep. then you have the same thing going with the uh, iPad here, and it's like, where do you draw the line between this is a really good iPad and it's affordable to? Well, this one's better; it costs more money. But you like, where do you take those kind of things in and out? And it just, yeah, it just gets absolutely crazy.
0: I mean, we'll, we'll find out once the sales come out, and and you know, a year or two from now, we'll we'll see what Apple succeeds at yeah. with these models. I don't know if they're just kind of, I can't really even speculate that they're testing the waters because. We've had the base iPad for 10 years now. Yes. We've had the iPad Airs on its fifth generation. So these models have been here. And now they're actually growing closer. The price gap is shrinking. Mm-hmm. And the designs are becoming more similar. So with that being said, I don't want to stay on this, part, this topic that too much longer. Um, because I did want to talk about the iPhones real quick. Um, so with that, we have currently on sale from Apple. You have the iPhone 12 you have the SE, you have the 13, you have the 14, and the 14 Pro. And within that, you have the 13, and then the 13 Mini, and then you have the 14, and the 14 Plus, and then you have the 14 Pro and Pro Max. It's stupid, because (laughs) if you're listening to this, you're like, oh my gosh, when is this going to end? This is what Apple sells. Yeah. And to me, it's just confusing. It's it's ridiculous. It's redundant. And why do they do all this? I mean, I understand that the 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 speculation of okay, they're trying to match a model for every, you know, person out there. But are you actually trying to help them out with removing all of the complexity and confusion? Because honestly, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. It's <sighs> Man. I guess I would say if I were to look at this, I would say Drop the 13, keep the 13 mini because I feel like some people still like that, and that was a unique model. Mm-hmm. I would say based on sales, drop the 14 plus. I was just gonna say that people yep. aren't dro- people are not buying that phone. They stopped. I think they, they just they saw are hitting
1: the 14 pro so hard. There's no point in selling that. No, and obviously keep the base 14 because they're still yes. they're still marketing that. But I also yep. just saw um, some news about the fact that Apple just stopped producing the plus. Like I think it was, like, last week. I because think I saw that, too. I saw no no like one's I buying like, it. I mean... No, nobody's buying which, it. Which, again, and I think this was surprising for you as well, that was surprising to me because I was like, wow, they're actually releasing a phone that's, like, the Plus version so people can have a bigger phone without spending whole arm and a leg. And I thought
0: so, too. I was, like, I, w- I was so excited about that one. And the reason why I'm harping on it now is because nobody's buying it. Yeah. And I, th- I think just taking out one more model, you know, to, to remove the, the complex, you know, confusion and all that and try to make it easier for the consumer to buy yeah that would be one of them that you would remove I mean I still and the, other, and the other reason why you would take out why I say take out the 13 and keep the 13 mini aside from the fact that that was a unique model is the fact that it's very similar to the 14 oh yeah absolutely hardly so any difference I mean except you have GPU a 13 change mini, but you have a 14 you have a 14 pro and pro Max that's it the se I don't know I I guess I, I guess I would I guess I would keep it I mean, just be, for now, I would keep it, I would say, if they start getting, because we, we already talked about this, where they're going to, they're going to merge it into the XR model.
1: I was going to say, if Which they, is just another notched phone. Yeah. If they, if they still did not do that, if they kept pushing the same stinking, you know, out exterior, I would say drop the S C period, because there's no change in that. They just keep pushing the same thing over and over again, and people are going to be like, why do you still have the same iPhone 8 SE? It's been like, what, three or four years now? Um, yep. And on, a, on another note, I was going to actually say um, I still hold to the opinion that the um, the 14 Plus is still a great phone to have, um, but I would also agree with By you. By all yes, means. Yes, yes, it is. It, just because you're not seeing a whole lot of sales doesn't mean that the phone is necessarily bad on its own. I but said it, it does myself, say something. I love the
0: fact that it exists.
1: Yes, because I mean, you know there's still gonna have people out there that're gonna you know gonna want. I mean, it's obviously not being sold any anymore at all, but yeah. um but yeah, it's it, you just gotta remove that. I mean, and I don't think they're as far as I'm aware, there's not many rumors that they're doing a plus version on the 15. they wouldn't I, I assume they wouldn't, but I haven't heard anything, but honestly, based on these
0: these numbers, I wouldn't be surprised if they took out that model. I, I think they I need think to they really just rene- they need to return to their roots, and simplify it for the consumer, um, and then they're still selling the iPhone 12.
1: Yeah, because that model actually did very
0: well. It did very well, um, and I mean, I guess they're they're trying to make it you know to where people can they're making a price for every single person. Yeah, um, I just don't think it's worth it, and. Based on that article from The Verge, I was like, I totally agree.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, you don't to, to actually read this art to to read the headline article. This is exactly what it said: Apple's product catalog is becoming increasingly confusing, and it's losing the simplicity that made it a tech powerhouse. Yep, and I think I'll just sum it up with that because I don't think you can you can get any further than that. And I think we've we've talked about it enough, but that's kind of where I would go with this as far as. Um, I feel like the watches are okay mm-hmm. we've already talked about the ipads and i think out of all of them the iphone is one of the most confusing lineups ever <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely so it, though i mean those are the main ones because we, we could talk about the macbook but i think those are on their own kind of cat- that's category that's, yeah that's a there's different like one multiple because versions of those and honestly yeah. you don't really have a problem with that because they're so expensive you
0: need everyone to is kind of looking to customize their laptop yes that's something i can't really argue with and i'm not going to even go into those details because there is so many different yeah um there's so many variations of those models um and Remember when I sent you that text and I told you how many models of the iPhone there are? Yeah, color, I saw storage. that storage. I was like unbelievable. I mean, if you I put I don't remember it, what the no, sorry, know what the number was. No, I, I was just saying I don't remember what the number was.
1: Oh, yeah, I, if you put it like onto like a table and then you like multiply the type, the color, the storage, there's like over I think over 100 variations, maybe not a 100. It might have been 60. But a crap ton of um, variations of it. If you have that many, it's going to get confusing, at least at least for, for the for the average person. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying everyone's like dumb, like, oh, I can't understand, you know, this basic phone or I can't understand the Pro or whatever, but it's like, if you keep adding more and more, then there's going to be some loss on, of revenue on one specific piece of device, and we saw that with the Plus. You're just, you can't keep doing this where you keep putting a new phone in and a new phone in, and it's almost like bloated hardware almost, I would say, because you just keep adding more stuff in to make it seem like, you know, Apple's doing really good and making new models and all this kind of stuff, and that's kind of where I was on the uh, iPhone 15 um, Ultra. It's like, you add the dual face camera on the front, it's just to make it look like it's amazing. But, what I really want is the Intel that's really what I care about the exterior, sure absolutely make it look great, but it, it's it's the same thing with how many variations of phone y- phones you have. You have yeah. to be careful with how many you release because it's gonna get crazy eventually and i
0: mean what 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 did they do with the uh I don't know if you already said that, but what did they do with the thirteen? They just changed the arrangement of the camera on the back.
1: that's it, yeah, that's it
0: so and I mean, I know they get did get some improvement on battery life, but I mean really. Uh, this is a text that I sent to Riley a while back, and it says um, that means that Apple now sells 125 different configurations 125. Okay. based on generations, user tiers, size tiers, and storage tiers, as well as color. I forgot if it was over 100, but I guess it was, man. 125 configurations of the iPhone, and that, that's on this. That's based on this current sale from the 12 all the way up to the 14. So, okay. But uh, with that being said, that will wrap up today's episode. But I do hope you kind of enjoyed that breakdown of kind of looking at Apple's portfolio and seeing where are some areas they can work on and how can they better help the consumer, you know, just not feel so overwhelmed when they look at this. And I don't know if that's just to push them into Apple stores so they can actually talk to somebody and get into a sale or something like that. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Obviously, it all comes down to money. Apple's always been about revenue. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, that is definitely something to consider if you guys are looking to buy an, an iPhone, a new one, or if you're switching from Android or whatever, whatever the case may be, but, um,
1: that will do it. Yep. And if you guys did enjoy the episode, make sure you do leave it a like as usual and make sure you follow for future notifications. So, uh, yeah, hope you guys have enjoyed and, uh, we will catch you guys in the next episode. This is Riley and JD signing off.
0: Peace out. I'm sorry. I just saw that the Browns are beating the Bengals 32 to 13. Browns are two and five and the Bengals (laughs) are four and three.